The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and oh, some stuff coming through here. <laughs> Anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. Now, in case you don't know, we are banned again from YouTube for seven days, all right? Uh, we talked last night about getting on uh, our own platform, so hopefully something will transpire with that this week. We'll see about that. I'm supposed to talk to Bradley about that uh, later this morning, so we're going to see about doing that. But if you are missing us somewhere on one of the platforms, let me tell you where you can go. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll right there on the right side of the page. If you're on a phone, um, a lot of the phones will allow you to use desktop mode. And if you do that, you can see that right sidebar and you can click on it. If you don't, then um, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook. You can also catch us on Twitter at Bradley Dean One, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Before it's news.com, we're not on because Michael's got to get the code ready so we can stick it in from another place uh, to do live streaming. So we're not on there this morning, but the the show will be archived up there. I'll put it up there later once I get it uploaded on the platform where we can put it on before it's news, and that'll be up there later as you can check that out as well. DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And also Cutting Edge TV on Roku uh, television. And also, one other thing. If, uh, if, you're, if you're headed over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you'll be able to check out right here. This will be where it's going. Um, just click on that, and that should play the show for you just fine. And also, those of you listening by radio, as well as those of you watching, if you'd like to support us in the efforts that we have, it does cost money to do things we are doing. Um, we are trying to get a lawsuit together. We've, we've had it. It's trying to get attorneys to put their teeth into things, you know? So we're, we, we do have attorneys on the issue with Facebook and with YouTube and, uh, as well as what we do every day. So if you'd like to help us out and you're able to do so, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click that or you can become a son or daughter of Liberty. That's a monthly, um, subscription. And then you can, uh, contribute whatever you want to do each month. There's different levels for that. You get a certificate, some discounts, and some goodies from the Sons of Liberty. And then also our store, 
helps us help support us as well. You can pick up T-shirts, coffee mugs, water bottles, uh, a slew of stuff that we have in there, and you get some products to help you start conversations, and we get some support. And then finally, at SonsLibertyMedia.com, there's a place where you can put your email in. Again, we don't rent your email address out like a lot of people do. We don't spam you. We send you one email a day, and that's all the articles that either me or Bradley or our contributors have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And again, we appreciate your support there, as well as all of you guys. Man, there's a bunch of you in there this morning. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. The numbers are really high. The fact we don't have YouTube. YouTube, to me, was never very high anyway, but we have a lot of you guys in there. We appreciate your support. Uh, you have no idea. We, we really appreciate it. It's very encouraging every time I come on and uh, and you guys are there. We really appreciate you. And I know our guests are going to uh, appreciate you as well. Uh, I know Kate has told me many times how thankful she is to have the platform because so many people are cutting her off. And uh, and we don't want that to be the case. And I believe the same thing is true for Kevin because he's been given a bigger platform over there in the UK as well. Not that he didn't have one in the first place. And so I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Kate Shimarani, our health and wellness expert, and Dr. Kevin Corbett. Good morning, guys. Good Hi, good morning. Yeah, my good morning. Two favorite fellas. <laughs> it's what? Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Kevin. Okay, what did I'm you say? You're Kevin? my two favorite fellas. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, I'm uh, a little. It, it, there's things going on a little bit weird with my computer for some reason the past couple of days, and so it's using up a lot of resources for some unknown reason because I'm cutting everything off. But uh, we had some problems then. I got. Uh, I don't know, a 30-day ban on Facebook, so I'm having to go the old route of posting things, and that's taken like three or four times as long. Oh, it's mm -hmm. just you want to pull your hair out of it. But, you know, we're still in the fight. We're still doing what we're supposed to do. And you guys have some information for not only America, but for the place where you, you guys are over in the UK uh, about what's going on there. So which one of you guys want to tackle that first? Well, I'm going to let... Dr. Corbett, uh, my good friend and colleague, talk about London because uh, it's just been declared a, a state of emergency. And, of course, Dr. Corbett and I are in the newspaper again today in Yay. the Times. <laughs> Was it good? <laughs> Uh, and uh, my, the, the green cape, the green cape that I always get arrested in. That's making a, <laughs> but I'll let Dr. Corbett tell you about what's happening in London. This truly is bonkers. Boris is bonking, bonkers Britain, not bonking Britain. <laughs> Even that's banned. Um, but I, I've just been on the forest for a couple of hours and I've just got in, which is why I look like a, a down and out and Kevin's looking fabulous. But um, th mm. there is no virus on Ashdown Forest and the people are wearing ma no masks and they're walking their dogs. It's like, mm. it's like living in a time warp. There's something odd going on. This COVID is in the newspapers now coming out the telly. That's all. So Dr. Corbett, over to you. Well, London, uh, we have Sadiq Khan, the mayor, has um, announced that uh, he's called an emergency situation. I think it was yesterday. I haven't seen the media this morning, the mainstream media. I don't really want to watch it, but I have to look at it at some point during the day. And, um, and this is to do with the misdiagnosis that's happening in all the NHS in London, where if you've got a cough, cold, or whatever, or the flu, do you remember the flu? You know, it's being rebranded as COVID. So that COVID death pathway that ends up on a ventilator, the patients end up on a ventilator, people are being pushed into that pathway uh, with misdiagnosis, 
inflation statistics, everything has become COVID. So it's a COVID NHS. This is what we predicted last year. I called it the COVID Nazification of the NHS, where the COVID pathway is being uh, pushed through all the medical and nursing staff. Every symptom is being interpreted as COVID as much as possible. Every respiratory symptom certainly is suspect as COVID and will be treated as such until it can be excluded. And even with a, a negative test, they're saying it may not mean you haven't had COVID. So basically, it's so interpretive and so subjective. We're bound to have inflation of cases in hospitals. And every year we have a crisis in the NHS at Christmas and New Year when flu epidemic hits, which it hits every year. So where's the flu this year? Nobody's heard of the flu this year. All the flu statistics are right down, if they're at all, if you can find them. So this is what we, we know is happening. And we're now told that this is a crisis, a pandemic. London's at breaking point. Patients are being decanted to the regions, blah, 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 blah. And people like Sadiq Khan and all the other tin pot politicians are jumping on a bandwagon to try and get their oar in to make some political capital out of this, just like Queen Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland uh, was doing the same. And remember what happened to the last Queen of Scotland. So just you remember what happened to her. And, you know, I can see that they're going to suspend the... You wait and see. They'll suspend the London Assembly elections this year and we'll have Sadiq Khan for another year. You know, God help London. That's all I can say. So really, this is a fake situation. It's created for political purposes. And everybody who questions it, any scientist or any media person now, is being vilified and targeted. And this is what we're seeing, actually, in the media, Tim, in in London and the UK, is that the people that sat on the fence, like Spiked Online and Toby Young's Lockdown Skeptics, they sat on the fence, they pilloried the anti-vax people like me and Kate, And people said that this is a fake pandemic. And now they're being targeted by the mainstream media. And a couple of days ago on the BBC, on Newsnight, very popular program, you had Emily Maitlis, one of the BBC journalists, rounding on Toby Young, the editor of Lockdown Skeptics, saying, now isn't Lockdown Skeptics a dangerous situation and maybe you should be shut down? That's the implication. So all these people that sat on the fence are now seeing that what we said 10 months ago, that this is a Nazified NHS and a Nazification of society, has come true. They're now realizing they're in the firing line and it won't be long before they may have to withdraw. They will buckle, they will go under, and they will try and pillory us as much as they can to make capital to keep their own ground. But they will buckle, we won't buckle, we have never buckled, and we will continue to speak the truth and to put the media right when they're wrong. And if we get into trouble doing that, it's the law that's wrong, not us. And I'll make that prediction now that these mainstream media people that have repackaged themselves as skeptics and this, that, and the other, and there's a whole group of them, not just Toby Young, there's Anna Breeze, all the rest of them, they will buckle and they will turn on us 
and they will say, we're the dangers, we're the dangerous people, lock them up first, you know? And yeah, this is what happened, and this is what I, I call Nazification. And let me just explain that, because it's an awful word, but what I mean by that is this command and control that's gone right through every facet of medicine, culture, arts, performance, everything, that shut everything down based on an order of medical fascism that hasn't been seen since Stalin's Russia and Nazi Germany. Command and control, and they use that German word, Glockenstein, which I can't pronounce very well, and I probably got wrong, but basically it means command and control, Nazification. And that's what we're seeing now, vilification of us, that happened in September, October. We're used to that. Now you're seeing vilification of people like Anna Breeze and Toby Young, who were like on the fence, mainstream, pillaring us for months, interviewing stupid people on the rallies when they should have been interviewing people like Kate Shamarani and Dolores Carhill, and pillaring now people like Mike Eden and the 22 life scientists who've proven, we've proven that the PCR test is flawed, the design is flawed, the primers are flawed, the whole damn thing is a house of cards built on sun. And it will come down at some point. This will be brought down. It will be brought down by people. It has to be the people that bring this down. And I would say as a message to everybody, they need to stop masking, stop social distancing, and just resist resist the propaganda and stop it dead because it starts with us if we give in to this if we allow it to take hold we are responsible for the effect i agree this is really where we are i agree and you know yeah hang on hang on a second that that was by the way you were having trouble saying the word i was having trouble last week gloucester (laughs) the hospital there uh you were having a problem with that You, you know things have kind of broken off into two rails here in the States. Of course, we've got this thing coming up um, where, okay, over the next 12 days, we're told that there's going to be all these arrests, um, that Donald Trump's going back in a second term. And then we've got the COVID stuff still steamrolling ahead. And so, you know, now we've got two things coming at us in America, whereas you guys, basically, you're just being overrun with the whole COVID stuff. Um, so, and I know you you guys have been interested in that. We're not going to get off on on the the election stuff and all but but that's what we're dealing with we're dealing with two two rails of things that are going on in our country you guys they just have focused everything in on this covid stuff and you made mention of the fact that no flus this year well i just had a um a pharmacist 40 years he's had his own pharmacy for 36 years out of that and he said it's the strangest thing we're in the middle of the flu season we haven't even prescribed any of the generic flu um, thera, Theraflu or something like Tamiflu, I think is what it was. The generic, yeah. We haven't mm-hmm. even prescribed any. And he knows a guy that is selling it. He has 75 accounts throughout the United States. He says, we haven't sold any of it. So it looks to me like they're, cl- they're, they're taking all kinds of stuff. They're tossing it in a bucket and calling it COVID. Yeah. Hmm. It's just flu. one thing. The, uh, you, for, you missed that bit out. What we're told in the press is that in London, one in 30 people have COVID, one in 30. And yeah. uh, we just had this study out, there's 10 million uh, cases. I think it was done in China. Yeah. This is, this is 
Uh, and where I live, I've got people coming and telling me uh, different areas around where I live that their test centers are full. People are going and being tested now. Mm-hmm. So tested, as Dr. Corbett has said, tested with a PCR test that's, that's not a diagnostic tool. So when we see in the mainstream media, one in 30 people in London is testing positive for COVID. Yeah. I've yeah. worked in the emergency room at Christmas, Christmas and wintertime, when they were actually resuscitating on the floor one year because they'd run out of trolleys. This is nothing new. This is every year. And now they're saying, um, yeah. one uh, gentleman was telling me that um, up in Cumbria, they're not doing anything, any planned um, treatments at all now. So that I'm assuming would cover all of your clinics, all of your planned surgeries, all of possibly your oncology. It's all about emergency frontline only. So this is indeed what they're saying. It is the COVID mm. service. Now, my own patients, um, I know of one little girl, um, she has a condition, a Marfan's condition. She's not having her cardiac assessment. She's not having that. Uh, another lady who, ha- who needs her annual uh, breast cancer checkup. She's, um, she's not going to have that usual physical examination. It's going to be done via the phone. So people aren't receiving treatment. I have another lady who is a patient of mine who's diabetic, type 1 diabetes, young, very unstable. She's not having any, any, any uh, care from them. It's all just done over the phone. It is yeah. absolutely outrageous. When you do an assessment on a patient, most of what you learn from that patient doesn't come Something like only 10% comes from your, your, um, you know, your blood tests, your scans, your x-rays. Whoops, we lost Kate there. Dr. Corbett, did we lose you too? Yeah. Okay, very strange. All right, I don't know what happened there. Uh, we lost both of them. They're still showing us in the chat. Uh, Kate's video has gone out, and um, let's see. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Tim. Yep, go ahead. Why don't you pick up, because uh, she's got some loss with video. Okay. Um, but you can hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Well, basically, pick up where Kate left off. What they're doing, um, certainly in London and in the UK, I should imagine it's the same. They are applying a cutoff to cases. So they're doing what's called like a res- almost like a reverse triage, where they, they cut down, they actually decide who they're going to save, who they're going to treat straight up. So that's a reverse triage to the normal triage, which is where you assess somebody fully and then you decide on the priorities. They're doing it the other way around. They've already decided the priorities and they fit you against those. And if you don't fit, they will leave you. And so that's why you're getting cases now, people with cancers or with tumors or possible cancers or possible serious things. They're being left because they're being seen as non-COVID. COVID is the focus of the health service. It's a COVID NHS. And that's taken over the whole mindset that's guiding the health service, respiratory, non-respiratory. That's the triage now. Anything that's not respiratory just gets left. And so, therefore, that's the cutoff that's being applied. And within the respiratory side, they're doing things like the frailty assessment where they're assessing people based on predetermined cutoffs of functionality. 
and they will apply a do not resuscitate order to people irrespective of their wishes or their family's desires. And we've had so many cases of that now have come to light. If people don't realize that now, they really are at risk. Going towards the National Health Service, it's become a national death service because it's a national COVID service now, not a national health service. And many people would argue we've been going that way for a long time. You know, in the UK, we've had so many, so many inquiries now over the last 20 years that have shown the way the health service has been going. We had the Shipman inquiry. We had the Mid-Staffordshire inquiry. We had the Gospels inquiry. All these were major disasters that showed the mechanisms don't work and that genocidal operation works within the NHS. We had hundreds of patients being killed in Gosport in one hospital by some uh, serial killer doctor that could not be stopped. We had serial killer Harold Shipman, and we had a whole system at Mid-Staffordshire Hospital um, in the mid of the UK, in the middle of the UK, which was genocidal and the whole system approach there killed lots and lots of patients. So what more do we need? And now we've got COVID where people can see, do not resuscitate orders being applied. They can receive this reverse triage happening on the 111 service and the 999 service. You know, there's been instances of people being told not to come to hospital and to book A&E appointments, which is your ER appointments. It's absolutely abnormal for any national health service in the UK to function like this. It's so pathological, I cannot tell you. I've worked in healthcare you know, since 1983 and I've never seen anything like this. It's totally pathological. It's totally abnormal, and it's a total misapplication of medical science. And I have said that since March last year, February last year, and I'm saying it now, and when you know we're halfway through January now, so it's nearly a year of saying the same thing. I haven't changed my tune, and I won't change my tune. I will never change my tune, and I won't do anything other than I've done since the beginning of last year. And so the authorities need to be warned that unless they physically sew our mouths up, they will not make us quiet. We will always speak out. Kevin, um, you and uh, Kate have been also speaking out on the vaccines and the adverse effects as well. What are you seeing over there? Because we, we, um, we had you guys on with uh, Dr. Madej and uh, Dr. Ka- uh, Kaufman um, a couple of weeks back. And uh, yes. we talked about what was going on in that first few days of the rollout of that. How have things progressed over there as far as uh, adverse effects that you guys are hearing? Because I can tell you, they are, there's not a lot of reporting on those things that are going on. And even yesterday, I was uh, bringing up a study out of Africa where one of Bill Gates's vaccine he was trying killed like 10 times more girl. I think it was girls than the whatever they were trying to, to take care of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I know that we're there. There are things that aren't being reported in the media. What are you guys seeing over there? Well, first of all, can you hear me now, guys? Yep, can hear you. Go ahead. I don't know why I got cut off. Um, First of all, we've got to remember everyone, um, people from September onwards of last year, 2020, would have had the flu vaccine. And uh, the year before, the flu vaccine had the forum tested influenza in it and the H1N1 highly pathogenic. So these people have all had this flu vaccine. So it's typical that you now start to see things from that vaccine. 
And these are, um, you know, we talk about flu, the symptoms of flu just going back. This is any influenza type or symptom. Mm. It's not always to do with, with flu virus. It can be all different things. What we're now is you've had a whole, um, the, the first round of, of people that have been given this vaccine, mm. and we've seen it. Uh, and we're saying, you know, I kind of don't believe anything I see on, on TV. Um, we're seeing lots of vaccinations done of, of mainstream media uh, using, um, you know, celebrities and also politicians and patients. And there's always something very suspect about the picture, the way it's done. You know, we've, we've already discussed that. It doesn't look quite right. But also, um, of all those people that are vaccinated, if we look at that mRNA vaccine and how it actually works, and I've talked about this before, you know, it goes into the body, it goes into the cell, it hijacks the ribosome, which is your protein-making machinery, and then it begins to replicate, making new viral components that shouldn't actually be there. And that's to train your immunity, the immunity that the creator gave, to attack this virus should it come along. What they're looking for is increase in antibodies. They don't know how these antibodies, this increase in antibodies are going to affect us. But certainly one of the reasons why um, mRNA vaccines never got licensed in, in the animals was all the animals when they were then reintroduced to the virus that they were being, if you like, vaccinated against, although I don't call it a vaccine, although no vaccines are ever effective or, and that's fact, um, the, this is something completely different. It's an all of those animals died, and be it from cytokine storm, but they certainly died, and they had a much more profound response to the very virus that they had been injected against. And this is what you saw with the SARS vaccine as well. The animals all got sick or died, and then when the population was injected with it, when they did come into contact with uh, a virus that had the symptoms which they were describing as SARS, they became much sicker than those who hadn't had the vaccine. And that wasn't even an mRNA vaccine. So what one would expect to see is, first of all, you're going to have a big antibody response, which means it doesn't mean that you're immune to anything. This is the whole germ theory, germ terrain. It's all a lie. Um, Pasteur, Beauchamp, it, it was a theory. So working on that these antibodies merely show it, it, they work with your your uh, your white blood cells when you've got large protein structures where they shouldn't be they're, they're part of your immune system so you have a big increase in those it shows toxicity that's what it shows dis-ease you're you're not at ease with how you should be so my my fear then is what exactly and I don't care. You can call me whatever you like, conspiracy theorists. You know, bring it on. Give me the crown. I don't care. Um, I've heard it all before. Right? You've vilified me that much in the press. So what? You know, it, all to me, it's just another outfit. Um, I can, what lipstick shall I wear today for the press? Um, but, you know, what are they actually spraying on us? And we do know that they, they are doing geoengineering. We've seen it. Scientists have admitted to it. They, they can manipulate the weather. But we have actually been told by the likes of Celeste Salon, and whatever we think the technology is there, it is 30 to 50 years ahead. And I believe, I personally believe that you're going to start seeing within six months of those vaccinated, just as Dr. Judy Mikovich said, when she was asked to make a virus far more virulent. Mm. And then we know what happened next when she said no, she was arrested. She was ordered to sign a gag clause. And she stated 
if Americans go and have this vaccine, we're going to see 50 million of them die after the first round. So mm. I, within at least six months, you're going to see people starting to get very, very mm. sick mm. because you're compromising them. You're making them toxic. Yeah. You're doing a vaccination, an injection that's never been done before. We don't know what's going to happen. Now, that aside, let's go back to what they've already told the practitioners, you know, that are, that are giving this. It's, it's never been tested for its efficacy against other pharmaceutical medications. And yet they're now telling in the UK that you can mix vaccines. You can never mix the drug unless it's been mm. tested for its efficacy. Mm. That goes against the Nuremberg Code. When you give one thing, it can have an effect. You give another one, it can have an effect. When you put them together, it can have a much more mm. catastrophic effect or a lesser effect. Mm. And this is why we don't mix medications, top three right. causes of death in the UK. Sure. In the uh, yes. It's heart disease, cancer, medication. So now they need to never been tested against pregnancy or mm. lactation. That's does it get breast milk. Now they're told you can have the, the, this injection even if you're pregnant. Mm. So now you have lots of medical staff have been injected with it that are pregnant. We don't know the effects of that until those babies are born. And also remember your eggs that are in you were in your mother. So when you were in your mother, shortly mm. after your conception, you had all your eggs. So your eggs were, were exposed to whatever your mother did. Now you're born from your mother, you're a child, you grow up, and your eggs are now exposed to where you are exposed to, including vaccinations yep. and in altering substances. Now you get mm. Mm. And you have a child. So do you see this is going to have such a knock-on as well as the sterility effect? It just, don't see this by now, folks. We, I, I, this is why I love Dr. Corbett. What a brave, brave man. When he was talking, I get goosebumps. He is my favorite fella because he doesn't care. He doesn't dress it up. He doesn't put candy floss on it. He just hits you with it straight away in the face. Go do with it what you will. We've told you from the beginning, and we, mm -hmm. we haven't changed. We've stayed in our lane. Mm -hmm. If you're still thinking, mm -hmm. when you're starting to see, and people are dying from this vaccine already, mm -hmm. and that's just the first view. You mm -hmm. wait till it starts to, oh, I mean, I can see, this is why you've got the CDC with their zombie pages. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of, there's, yeah, there's a lot of those zombie pages. People yeah. need to see, there's like 30 page, 30,000 pages relating to zombies at the CDC website, which is, I, I told uh, Dr. Uh, Maday that, that uh, when, when we were talking, um, I don't know, a, a few weeks ago, and I said, it's kind of interesting because what she was describing sounded to me like they can actually have the ability not only to do things in your body, mm -hmm. whether for good or for evil, but even maybe even some bits of control mm -hmm. there. Now, guys, we got a, we got a call coming in. This is our friend Joni, uh, who is a registered nurse here in the States. And um, good morning, Joni. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Kate and Dr. Corbett. Um, yeah. I've got a question. I've been doing some research on prions, and um, I'm, I'm trying to put together, you know, something on yeah. that. But Corbelva in Italy came out uh, a while back, and they found um, macrolide proteins that were not responsive to anything, and they questioned whether that could be prions. Well, we know they have already started, and, and there's a scientific uh, journal that
that has reported that they have made uh, synthetic prions that um, yeah. okay. link hmm. prions to that. Now, is it possible in this mixture that they're calling a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine, it's a human genome-altering injection, that yeah. a synthetic prion could be part of the nanobot technology okay. well, that is kind of injected? Um, yeah. Okay. Dr. Corbett? You want me to speak to that, Tim, first? Or? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, it's very, you've raised a very interesting question about prions. Now, prions are another interesting area of science because the, th- the theory of prions are, and a guy got a Nobel for this, I can't remember his name, but infective, infective proteins, infectious proteins. Now, and, and when that whole theory came out, it was seen as totally bizarre because it went against all the textbooks. Now, of course, a lot of things can go against the textbooks and, and the textbooks can be wrong. But they tried to mount a whole campaign here in the UK, uh, I think 20 years ago, around prion disease. They created a prion unit within a university department and they funded it hugely. We had the BSc thing with hamburgers and, you know, and you saw the mounting of another epidemic in the making, the, the creation of an epidemic based on a theory of prion disease, uh, Jacob Crookspell disease, which is a known disease already. And they were saying that it's due to infective proteins called prions. Here they are. We've got an electron micrograph of it. We've isolated it, you know, and here we are, another epidemic in the making. But, you know, they couldn't manufacture a test, a prion test. And you could see them trying to use the ELISA test, the Western blot for this, which are the HIV methodologies, the HIV tests. And it didn't take off. They couldn't ignite an epidemic of prion disease. And um, so I'm very skeptical of prions and what they are and the whole epistemology, the whole knowledge base underneath prion disease, just as I am with HIV disease, just as I am with COVID disease. But to sort of come back to a bit of the other bit of your question, what you've got to look at about, you know, the way this mRNA works is just read the submission online by Dr. Wodarg and Dr. Mike Yeadon to Europeans Medicines Agency. It's available in a PDF online, and it's all about the Pfizer vaccine. And Mike Yeadon was a chief scientist for Pfizer, and he came out against this whole Pfizer vaccine. He showed in that document 140-something pages. It's a huge document. He showed everything Kate just talked about. And he showed it in very technical terms with Dr. Wodarg that actually the um, constituents of the Pfizer vaccine are dangerous, that they will they have all sorts of adjuvants added to them that are dangerous. They'll have a cytokine effect in the body. You'll get a cytokine rush. You'll also get antibody responses in the body to things like PEG and other constituents. And that nobody reading that document and understanding the meaning of it would in their right minds take that Pfizer vaccine. So irrespective of what the mRNA does, the constituents of the vaccine, the chemical nature of it in itself is highly dubious 
highly experimental and absolutely dangerous. And of course, what happened with that document was it was ignored, just as all our messages last year were ignored or vilified and pilloried by the media. And all the science, all the really hard science behind what we're saying was totally put on the shelf because of the rush to license give them a fast-track license to all these vaccines, not just the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, and all the rest. There'll be a whole new generation of them coming out in a few months to get the next variant and the next variant and the next variant, you know? It's just the successive generations of vaccines are going to be very, very fast. Within a year, you'll see... It's a genocidal agenda. It, It doesn't matter what anyone says. If you look at all... If you look at all of what's in it and you read the um, uh, the Eden and Wodog, it, I, I mean, I've read part of it. If you read it, um, and even you look at vaccines and you look at all the damage and how even the government agencies where they pay out, this is nothing new. Vaccine damage is there. And if you look at all of that separately and then you look at what they're doing now and how they're literally just pushing aside all the science, shutting if you you know vaccines have been a skill they've been a lock and load system we've been lied to that you can catch a virus we've been lied to about the germ theory we've been lied to that you need fluoride in your water for your teeth all the evidence is there thousands and thousands of study it's all a lie they're lying on your ignorance they're relying on you trusting at your government they're not my government and it's been a lock and load and to kill all along make you sick keep you sick treat charge you for it we charge you for your disposal that's all it is we're not living longer that's a big lie the manipulation and, and i've talked about that loss this is something completely different this is a fast kill this is a hard kill absolutely it doesn't matter what way you look at it it is a general agenda because what is genocide it is death of the genome what's my vaccine doing it's death of the genome. That's exactly what it is. And for all these scientists out there who are going along with it because they're too cowardly, because they've got their big lifestyles and their cars and their children in private school. And then you've got everyone else out there that's selfish, going, I'm just going to get the vaccine to get my life back. I'm getting... That life has gone. The economy's gone. Everything's gone. And you're going to now take your child to the sacrificial altar well, then you're going to get the you're going to get exactly what you are. you will you will pay in this life and the next. We've been here before. We've been here many times before, and we were here with the smallpox. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have social media, but they were still all out on the streets, getting battered, going through that tribulation. And as Dr. Corbett said, we've had the AIDS. We've had the mad cow disease. Interesting, Neil Ferguson again with his computer <laughs> program was responsible for the slaughter of all of the livestock here and the destruction of many businesses and and lives. So we're here again, and we're here again, and it's just a bigger one. It's It's bigger weapons, but it is still, it's like the weapons of mass destruction. This is a silent threat. It's a threat that we can't prove. So for everyone out there, you know, this is this is really it now. Are you going to ride the storm? Are you going to plan? Or are you going to just acquiesce because you're so selfish that you want back what's already gone? You want back your debauchery. I'm not saying I've not lived a worldly life. 
but it's all there. It's always was there, but the masks off. They're actually showing you. They're telling you doing reverse triage. They're they're not going to be treating you now. They've told you that you're not getting all the treatment that you've paid into the NHS for. It's all there. So what are you going to do? Are you going to accept it and you're going to die anyway? Or are you going to start thinking now? I'm going to stand here. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to be like Stonewall Jackson. And Come I'm on. Going to start planning. Come on. Yeah, you got to quote. You, you got to quote the good Southern boy there. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Joni, did you have a follow up question for that? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. And um, I, I appreciate Dr. Corbett because with what I was researching, that was kind of like my thinking as well because mm. I couldn't get really far with it. Um, but I have theorized that this is just a precursor to a uh, push for people to get some kind of injection for the rest of their lives every few mm-hmm. months on and on yeah, and on yeah. until they just decimate yeah. they need to well, well, yeah, that's the theory I can let me let me inject that because I, I, I agree with Joni. Yeah. I, I absolutely yeah. agree okay. with that. Well yeah. one of the I questions that I had right. Absolutely okay. right, Joni. It's about creating a dependency on uh, established allopathic medical services so that people come back, they come back and they come back. And it's but never not very long. It's never about responsibility and taking ownership of your own health. It's always about dependence on pharma and allopathic allopathy. Doctor Corbett, and, uh, can, can I ask a question right. in there? Let me ask a question in there. When you're saying that, and Joni brought that up, we had this. Um, we had somebody, and I forget who it was, but it was on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. But I was reading through it, and they were talking about the Gates vaccines that were being developed. And it kind of follows the same mm. theory as your computer operating system in the fact that it's got to constantly yeah. be updated con- to, to take care of viruses and all kinds mm. of stuff, you know, and uh, it's got to be. So the, the same mentality is coming behind in these vaccines that they mm. they have to be updated uh, so that, um, you know, <clears throat> to protect you. Yeah. This, that, and, the other. and of course, this is coming from the same kind of governments yeah. that say it's mm. just fine to go into the mother's womb and rip apart little babies. But they say mm. they yeah. care about your health. So I think we, we got to keep that kind of stuff in perspective. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same principle behind the way, you know, existing medical services operate. You put on a drug for something like, you know, high blood pressure, but you may have no symptoms, and you're told it's pathological to have a high reading. So you go on a medication, then a year later they tell you, oh, that's out of date, now you need a new one, you get another one. Oh, and now, you know, your, your, your cholesterol is high above this level, you don't have any symptoms, so you've got to have another drug for that. And before you know it, you're on four or five different meds, costs a packet of money, you know, and you're, you're medicated, you're part of the medicated culture. And then you're told to shield because you hit all the risks because you're on four or five meds. And this is just how it operates. It sucks you in, makes you dependent, it disables you. And it makes you disabled and dependent like a baby in its mother, you know. And before you know it, you actually can't move. You can't do anything. You're told to stay at home, shut your door. You know, you're made to feel fearful. This has happened to friends of mine who are in their 30s. They're not, you know, I'm in my 60s, for for goodness sake. You know, I'm not on any medication or anything. They're in their 30s and they're shielding at home. And they're 32, 33 years old. 
disabling people, making them incapable of working, incapable of having a life outside the home. This is absolutely pathological. I would go further and I would say this is psychotic behavior that the governments are promoting. They're creating mass hysteria and psychosis and brainwashing people. And it's total brainwashing. And you know it's brainwashing because it's got nothing to do with people's intellectual level or their certification or intellectual and academic achievements. You've got people with PhDs who are totally disabled by this. So you know it's brainwashing. It's total brainwashing. And just to add there, Kevin, you've actually got people. You know, I I, I saw a patient's husband yesterday. He's a builder. He has a scaffolding Mm. business. He's researched all of this himself, all of it, and mm. is fantastic, completely yeah. aware, yeah. completely yeah. awake, went yeah. there with his children, took his children out of school, weren't vaccinated them, they're homeschooling them, yeah. they're, they're getting ready for, that they can sustain living, they're having another child. Yeah. So, you know, this is exactly what Dr. Corbett said, it's brainwashing, turn off your television, the virus, the pandemic mm-hmm. is in your TV. And it's in your newspapers. Yeah, yeah. And it's, well, and it's taking it's taking and spreading. Here's the thing: those things right there are taking and spreading the biggest mm. pandemic, which is fear. You've got healthy yeah, you've got healthy people wanting to go to yeah. the doctor to get these injections, and yeah. and it's like, who does that? Who goes to the mm. doctor? A healthy person? To I mean, yes. I. I was I was questioned for not taking my kids for well visits. We never went for well visits it's when I was a kid. It's, it's pathological. Silly. You know, your pathological, the pathologization, the pathologizing, pathologizing. I always have a problem with that word. Pathologizing people who are well. Why should I wear a mask? I've got no symptoms. I'm not unwell. Haven't got open tuberculosis. I went to our local fish and chip shop a couple of months ago, and I don't mind admitting that. I bought a packet of chips, not for me, but for the people who live opposite on the street and have nothing. And I gave it to them. And I had this conversation with the man who runs the local fish and chip shop here in central London where I live. He comes from Europe. He's not British. And he told me everything we discussed today. He knew all about how these vaccines worked. He knew all about everything. And I guess he hasn't got a PhD. He runs a very good fish and chip shop. And he's a very good businessman. And he's a very intellectual man, very cognitively aware. And so it's got nothing to do absolutely with how many degrees you've got or how clever you are in some Oxford or Cambridge hierarchy of universities, Yale or Ivy League, you know, these are ordinary people. They know this is a scam. They know this is absolutely rotten to the core, that they've been sold a lie by their government and there will be a day of reckoning coming and there will be a day of reckoning when metaphorically all of them will be strung up and they will pay for this. They'll be metaphorically strung up and they will pay for what they've done to the population. It may not be next week or the week after, but it will come. Because, you know, right always triumphs in the end. Right always triumphs. It's like a rubber ring when you throw it into the water. It may go under, but it always surfaces eventually. You know, Amen. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are facing this. I hate to say, may I not hate to say this, this has all been, you know, 
we look at the Bible and we read the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's all there. You know, we had this in the 1800s in Leicester in the UK. People were forcibly vaccinated. People were killed. People were put in jail. We've been through all this before and we're going through it again in a new technical era, perhaps, in the 21st century. But it's the same thing repeated. History repeats itself. And what happened in Leicester in the 1800s is right triumphed. People weren't made to have vaccines in the end. And Leicester triumphed as an anti-vaccination city. It did something different, like Sweden's done. It did something different and right triumphed. And they had to back down and they had to make it law that these things cannot be mandated. The vaccines and medications cannot be mandated. Our bodies are sovereign. They're given to us by God and they cannot be taken off us by governments or by pharmaceutical companies, or by Bill Gates, or any other fool who thinks they're God and acts like God, and they will pay for that, and we'll make sure they will. Amen. Kate? Wait. <laughs> She's over there cheering you on. He's on fire today. He's on fire today. <laughs> uh, look, you know, I just want to say this. Because this vaccine, uh, let's not call it a vaccine, because this poison, this injection... Mm. is going to be Ingestion. administered and it's not supposed to be given to pregnant it's not supposed to be given to anyone but you know it wasn't for pregnant people it hasn't been tested now they are being given um there's a lot of pregnant mamas out there that are getting really scared because they are testing babies and parents and they're separating them there's been another case where the child was ill when it was born and so then they tested the parents and of course they tested positive so they wouldn't let the parents back in the hospital to see the child and so people are getting scared we saw this as well a long time ago where doctors used to do all the post-mortems in the morning. Then they would go up to the obstetric wards, examine these women. And most of these women would get infections and their babies died. And uh, this is where you got most of the deaths, the neonatal deaths and the deaths of the mothers, the pregnant mothers was in the hospitals. And it was safer to have your babies in the dirty environment outside. So this has been and then they, they discovered hand washing. And we know what happened to him as well. Was it Semmelweis? He, they said he was mental and he died in a mental institution. This doctor did in his 40s for saying that doctors need their hands. So again, this is just a game where you get the medical tyranny. But for anyone out there who's having a baby, please don't be scared. And I know some people who've, who've just found out they're pregnant. The best thing you can do for your unborn child is to keep your body, your temple as clean as possible. Clean water, clean air, clean thoughts and clean food as colorful as possible, nutrient dense, lots of vitamin C, take a vitamin C supplement, your last trimester of pregnancy, you need a lot more. So you should be taking a thousand milligrams every hour in that last three months, but maybe eight hours. And after you've had a baby for the next three months, taking some extra folic acid, we can do a whole show on that. But a lot of people are coming to me. Um, you need to also be mindful that you shouldn't be putting on a lot of weight. You don't want to get gestational diabetes as well because that affects your newborn baby. So eat natural foods. Don't eat garbage. You need some iodine. You also need, if you're a, a woman who's in your late 30s, 40s and you're pregnant, you need your, your thyroid checking, your TSH, thyroid-stimulating thyroid hormone because if that is a high level and your thyroid isn't functioning properly, that can have a detrimental effect. You can get that done online. Again, Kate Shemarani at gmail.com. 
um, I can give all nutritional advice. You can still see your midwife. You're not going to hear from your midwife half of the stuff that I tell you, like vitamin C. And if you don't have enough vitamin C, what's your baby born with? It's born with jaundice. What mm. do they do? They pop it under an IV lamp. And actually, it's poor vitamin C in the mother. That's what it is. And also, you know, having that, uh, that first shot that they give your baby, the vitamin K shot, with masses of aluminium in it, loads of babies died. I've read many books, but nothing has made me weak like when I read this one, just one of the things in it. And it's vaccination policy and the UK government, the untold truth. And I actually sat with my head in my hands and cried with tears and snot the lot when I started to read a testimony in this. And it was actually the, the author's thing with their own two children. So when you hear these doctors going, oh, it's only a tiny little bit of aluminium. Dr. Corbett sent me another journalist who said, oh, it's just like the amount that's in a poppy seed. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. These people are spreading lies and misinformation. Yep. So you journalists out there, and I know you stalk this, you are the conspiracy theorists. You are spreading lies and misinformation, and you're going to stand trial as well. Amen. Absolutely. Kate, Don't think you're going to get away. Kate, let me close it. Do you guys want to hang over for a little bit? It's up to you, um, but i got to close out the radio show part here. I I've got to go and do some okay. other stuff. All right, we'll um, close it out. I literally flew in from <laughs> that's, the forest. That's okay. Joni, Joni thank on. you for calling. We appreciate you. Yeah, we. I love Joni. Thank you. Joni's a, a great researcher, and Joni, Dr. Corbett and I are always in talks about how we can help the public. And, you know, it's all rolling as we go along. Yep. Something is starting to build. What what we see that there is there is a gap that the public really needs uh, because let's, because your NHS is going. Your let's let's do so this, guys. Let's do this. We've got we've got about a minute left. Um, I want to point people over to Psalm ninety one. You know, it, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most most high shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And you know what? The Bible tells us, you guys who say that you're believers, it says that he is the one who protects you from the perilous pestilence. Read Psalm 91. You want some comfort? I'm glad that you pointed that out to mothers. Don't be afraid of that. And we got about 45 seconds. So you guys take about 15 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about you. Um, Kate Shemarani at gmail.com. I do have BitChute. We do have another website going up. We are on all the platforms as the medical revolutionaries. You need to put the and medical as one word with a capital M. Although Facebook are now asking me to prove who I am with my passport. Goodness knows what else. So that'll probably go soon. <laughs> but we're on parlor as well. Okay. Uh, just and here. We're on here. Okay. And uh, Dr. Corbett, I got him muted because the camera kept switching back. I'm sorry yeah, about my that. My email is kpcresearch at bcinternet.com. And my website is www.kevinpcorbett.com. Kevin Patrick Corbett, but kevinpcorbett.com. All right. And you can find me there. Or okay. just Google. All right. Be able to get. Great. Guys, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time and for your Welcome. dedication to letting people know what's going on over there. And it's coming here too, guys. So we got to prepare. We got to fight against it. Have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. See you Monday, 6 a.m.